Hi, I'm Sean Wiggers, and the question I'm going to be answering in this short three-minute podcast is, am I free? My first argument is going to be freedom in society. I would say I'm mostly free in the society we live in. In America, we are very lucky to have a lot of freedoms, although it is not perfect. We do have a lot of freedoms compared to most other countries. There are consequences with these freedoms, and there's responsibilities. So I'd say that inhibits the freedom, but we still have freedom. For example, if I were to rob a bank, there would be actions. I would go to jail. I would face trial. And so I wouldn't say you're totally free because of these. And it's a good thing they're there. So I would say you're free, but like there's responsibilities with that freedom. Another reason I would say I'm not completely free when it comes to society would be the expectations set by, say, parents, teachers, peers, or anyone's opinion that means something to us because it can make us conform to their views of society or something we don't want to do. I think that happens a lot, especially in my life. So I believe that that is another reason I'm not completely free. And as well as financial freedom. I mean, I'm an 18-year-old kid. I mean, I had a summer job, only made one or one to two grand. Like, not enough where I can really say I'm absolutely free to make whatever decision I want or go anywhere I want or buy anything I want. Another form of freedom I'm going to be talking about regards habits and addictions, especially on social media and with my iPhone. I have mixed emotions about social media because I've used it to do some great things. Like for example, last summer I was able to do a thing with Arabic where I worked with the United Nations and other teenagers across the globe to find sustainable ways of healthcare in Liberia and other countries, which was super cool and like helped me towards freedom and it was very consoling you know, I, knowing I could make a small change in the world. But I also find myself a lot of times just scrolling through TikTok or Snapchat trying to get this uh, like social media high of like uh, 10 seconds of happiness, 5 seconds of happiness, next video, next Snapchat. And I'll start and then 45 minutes later I realize, oh wow, I've been doing this for a long time and not doing anything productive. And it's an addiction, and that's how the apps are formed, to be an addiction and to keep you on them. So I feel like with social media, there's a lot of freedoms there and a lot of things that are consoling and that are very good. But there are also things that uh, can form bad habits and limit your freedom with addictions and other things like that. So overall, I'd say with social media, I'm free, but definitely not all the way free i'd say to an extent i am free with social media i'm here with my wonderful mother and we are going to be interviewing slash teaching her about christian life choices so the first question we're your topic we're going over is to be religious is not to passively believe but to pursue truth asking and struggling with meaningful questions has there ever been a time in your life when you had to ask a hard question you were not happy with the result Yes. When? Uh, well, today at work, I had a patient who is probably dying, and we needed to 
try to talk to her family about putting her on comfort measures instead of um, trying to prolong her life. And the answer they gave us was that they want to go ahead with surgery tomorrow and try to prolong her life even though her quality of life is not very good. Mm. Interesting. So uh, now we're going to talk about vocation. And vocation is about calling. It's not just about you. It's about the community and your relationship with God. And it's ultimately being responsible to oneself and others. So you've gone into, you've been a teacher and you've gone into nursing. Why these two occupations and where have you felt called? I feel called to help people learn about themselves and others and try to make other people's lives better, whether it be through teaching uh, children or helping sick people get well. Um, I, I find joy in giving to others. So discernment of spirits, it's a process that's not simple and it's appropriate when you're in doubt about two goods. Both teaching and nursing are good. Where do you, or where do you find God in helping you make that transition, and why did you make that transition? From teaching to nursing. Yes. Um. Well, I made the transition because the school where I was teaching was getting smaller and smaller. It was a Catholic grade school, and I figured I better figure out what I'm going to do if they close. And, um. Actually, my husband encouraged me to go back to school and get my nursing degree, which I had wanted to get when the kids were younger but was just too afraid to do. Um, so with his support, I went back to school full-time and pursued my degree. Where have you found consolation, which is bonding with the community and God, and where have you felt God leading you in your journey to becoming a nurse? Consolation? Yes. Where do I find it? Yeah, or where have you felt like these feelings of being consoled or being closer to God? Like what you're doing is God's plan. Um, well, I would say I feel like I'm being consoled when I'm working with the people I work with every day. The team of, of ladies and men that I work with at the hospital, um really really are bringing God's work to life and helping to heal people and create an atmosphere of loving and kindness uh, to the families that are going through rough times. Uh, I, I guess when I'm going through rough times I, I find consolation in nature and just kind of be, being at peace in nature and feeling God's presence. So when you search for your vocation, you have to be pretty self-aware. And when you become self-aware, it leads to these spiritual depths or death and things that you have to let go. Do you have any examples of things you've let go since you've gone upon your vocation? <laughs> um, well, I was a Catholic school teacher for years, so obviously... Um, I let go of a larger salary at a public school, um, but I thought that was a, a very fair trade-off for the community that I got to work in and raise my family in. Um, 
some other things I've had to let go of are things like worrying about what people think about every little thing that I do. Um, you, you have to kind of step outside your comfort zone in both teaching and nursing and and just have faith in yourself that you're going to be able to do to do the best that you can. So genuine transformation comes through authenticity and recognizing one's own limitations and dependence on God. One paradoxically becomes more capable of faith, relationship, and connection to others. So there's always an agonia, a war between life and death, which is a spiritual war. And these moral choices rarely come in dramatic ways. In everyday life, where do you see these little moral choices that guide you along your journey? You know, I think as as you go through your day, you're you're faced with moral decisions around every corner. You know, it could be anything from you know being kind to people at school, or going out of your way to help someone in need. Um, moral decisions, you know, based in the classroom, as easy as well. Do I look at my neighbor's paper to get the answer, or do I study study on my own? Um, examples in the hospital would, you know, you've got to make the moral decision. Are you going to treat the patient the right way? Not everybody's looking all the time. And it's, you know, it's definitely sometimes a choice where you have to be, uh, You, you have you have to choose to not be lazy in order to give your best to to the the patients and the students. So making these decisions or decisions continually can be hard, and I believe it's helpful to entrust yourself to God to give you that extra help and strength. Have you ever done this? And if so, how and how has it affected you? Have I ever entrusted myself to God? Yes. I would say yes all the time um I'm not a very religious person but I'm a very faithful and spiritual person um I don't I don't pray in the way that you know Hail Mary our Father I I more so have conversations with God when I'm struggling with anything um you know and any big struggles we have within the family or in personal life, I will talk and have conversations with him. Um, you know, I also feel it's important to to acknowledge when things are going well and to, you know, oh, you got the first parking spot in the at the grocery store. It's like, all right, thanks, God. Thanks for helping me out with that today. Right. So contemplation allows us to slow down and pay attention. In your everyday life, do you find time to really slow down and think about what's going on and think about your day? Not always. Um, a lot of times, I guess I would do my contemplating before I fall asleep at night. Um, on nights when I'm distracted by the TV or other things that are going on, you, you don't always contemplate daily, I would say. But definitely several times a week. So now we're going to talk about Jesus. Jesus is a limited human being and God incarnate. This is not a contradiction, and he is a model and true path 
to freedom. So Christian life choices is about developing a relationship with Jesus. We are invited to participate in divine life. And the resurrection, Jesus' resurrection takes place every day. And it's not just one historical event. So we kind of already talked about this. But where do you find Jesus in your life? And where do you find the resurrection of Jesus in your life? I find Jesus in my life, again, through my through my family, through my interactions with other people, um, you know, whether it's a smile or a shared joke or a hug, um, even if it's, uh, you know, a shared experience that, that's difficult. You, you see that when you're not alone and you have others surrounding you that love you and will, will work with you and, you know, help you on your path. You, then you see you see Jesus everywhere. Yeah, so you have Christ of faith, which is the second person of the Trinity, the Son of God. Then you have the Jesus of history, who is the Son of Mary and born in Nazareth. And these two people do not contradict themselves. I kind of like to think about it as like the Trinity, kind of like a two-in-one or like a three-in-one action. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to move on to love. Love is primarily about working towards growth of the other, not infatuation, feelings, or dependence. So since love is about spiritual growth for you and the other person, not about dependency, it requires it to be a work of attention, and you cannot love someone and do something else at the same time. Has loving someone ever seemed like hard work or not what you thought it would be? Absolutely. Um, and I could, I'm, I guess it depends on what kind of love you're talking about, but, um, like when you, when you fall in love with your soulmate and at the very beginning, everything's very full of infatuation. Um, but true love definitely takes work and dedication and there's going to be good times and there's going to be bad times and really being dedicated to your partner is what's important in learning how to grow with each other throughout life's trials and tribulations. Um, thinking about, you know, loving a child when people are thinking that they're going to have a baby and everything's going to just be rainbows and butterflies all the time. Well, sometimes being a parent is, is hard. It's exhausting mentally and physically. And, and you, you keep doing it and you keep showing up every day for your children because you have that unconditional love for them. But it's definitely, again, let, like, like the, uh, like the waves coming in and out. Sometimes they can be high and sometimes there can be really deep lows as well. Yeah, that was good. Um, so we'll never fully be satisfied with love because we are built for God and no human can, compete with God's love so there will always be frustration and a good way to combat this frustration is going inward which is prayer reflection meditation and just trying to become as close to God as possible all right that wraps up the podcast for today thank you for coming on it thanks for having me Sean yep so since love is about spiritual growth for you and the other person not about dependency it requires it to be a work of attention, and it's, you cannot love someone and do something else at the same time. 
Has loving someone ever seemed like hard work or not what you thought it would be? Absolutely. Um, and I could, I'm, I guess it depends on what kind of love you're talking about, but um, like when you when you fall in love with your soulmate and at the very beginning everything's very full of infatuation, um, but true love definitely takes work and dedication and there's going to be good times and there's going to be bad times and really being dedicated to your partner is what's important and learning how to grow with each other throughout life's trials and tribulations. Um, thinking about, you know, loving a child when people are thinking that they're going to have a baby and everything's going to just be rainbows and butterflies all the time. Well, sometimes being a parent is, is hard. It's exhausting mentally and physically and, and you, you keep doing it and you keep showing up every day for your children because you have that unconditional love for them. But it's definitely, again, let like like the uh like the waves coming in and out sometimes they can be high and sometimes there can be really deep lows as well yeah that was good um so we'll never fully be satisfied with love because we are built for god and no human can compete with god's love so there will always be frustration and a good way to combat this frustration is going inward which is prayer reflection meditation and just trying to become as close to God as possible. All right, that wraps up the podcast for today. Thank you for coming on it. Thanks for having me, Sean. Yep. I'm here with my wonderful mother, and we are going to be interviewing slash teaching her about Christian life choices. So the first question or topic we're going over is, to be religious is not to passively believe, but to pursue truth asking and struggling with meaningful questions. Has there ever been a time in your life when you had to ask a hard question you were not happy with the result? Yes. When? Uh, well, today at work, I had a patient who is probably dying and we needed to try to talk to her family about putting her on comfort measures instead of um, trying to prolong her life. And the answer they gave us was that they want to go ahead with surgery tomorrow and try to prolong her life even though her quality of life is not very good. Mm. Interesting. So now we're going to talk about vocation. And vocation is about calling. It's not just about you. It's about the community and your relationship with God. And it's ultimately being responsible to oneself and others. So you've gone into, you've been a teacher and you've gone into nursing. Why these two occupations and where have you felt called? I feel called to help people learn about themselves and others and try to make other people's lives better, whether it be through teaching uh, children or helping sick people get well. Um, I, I find joy in giving to others. So discernment of spirits, it's a process that's not simple and it's appropriate when you're in doubt about two goods 
both teaching and nursing are good. Where do you or where do you find God in helping you make that transition, and why did you make that transition? From teaching to nursing. Yes. Um. Well, I made the transition because the school where I was teaching was getting smaller and smaller. It was a Catholic grade school, and I figured I better figure out what I'm going to do if they close. And um, actually, my husband encouraged me to go back to school and get my nursing degree, which I had wanted to get when the kids were younger but was just too afraid to do. Um, So with his support... I went back to school full-time and pursued my degree. Where have you found consolation, which is bonding with the community and God, and where have you felt God leading you in your journey to becoming a nurse? Consolation? Yes. Where do I find it? Yeah, or where have you felt like these feelings of being consoled or being closer to God, like what you're doing is God's plan? Um... Well, I would say I feel like I'm being consoled when I'm working with the people I work with every day. The team of of ladies and men that I work with at the hospital um, really, really are bringing God's work to life and helping to heal people and create an atmosphere of loving and kindness uh, to the families that are going through rough times. Uh, I, I guess when I'm going through rough times, I, I find consolation in nature and just kind of be, being at peace in nature and feeling God's presence. So when you search for your vocation, you have to be pretty self-aware. And when you become self-aware, at least to these spiritual depths or deaths and things that you have to let go, do you have any examples of things you've let go since you've gone upon your vocation? <laughs> um, well, I was a Catholic school teacher for years, so obviously um, I let go of a larger salary at a public school. Um, but I thought that was a, a very fair trade off for the community that I got to work in and raise my family in. Um, Some other things I've had to let go of are things like worrying about what people think about every little thing that I do. Um, You you have to kind of step outside your comfort zone in both teaching and nursing and and just have faith in yourself that you're going to be able to to do the best that you can. So genuine transformation comes through authenticity and recognizing one's own limitations and dependence on God. One paradoxically becomes more capable of faith, relationship, and connection to others. So there's always an agonia, a war between life and death, a spiritual war. And these moral choices rarely come in dramatic ways. In everyday life, where do you see these little moral choices that guide you along your journey? You know, I think as as you go through your day, you're you're faced with moral decisions around every corner. You know, it could be anything from you know being kind to people at school, 
or going out of your way to help someone in need, um, moral decisions, you know, based in the classroom as easy as, well, do I look at my neighbor's paper to get the answer? Or do I study, study on my own? Um, ex examples in the hospital would, you know, you've got to make the moral decision. Are you going to treat the patient the right way? Not everybody's looking all the time. And it's, you know, it's definitely sometimes a choice where you have to be, uh, You, you have you have to choose to not be lazy in order to give your best to to the the patients and the students so making these decisions or decisions continually can be hard and I believe it's helpful to entrust yourself to God to give you that extra help and strength have you ever done this and if so how and how has it affected you have I ever entrusted myself to God yes I would say yes all the time um i'm not a very religious person but i'm a very faithful and spiritual person um i don't i don't pray in the way that you know hail mary our father i i more so have conversations with god when i'm struggling with anything um you know and any big struggles we have within the family or in personal life, I will talk and have conversations with him. Um, you know, I also feel it's important to to acknowledge when things are going well and to, you know, oh, you got the first parking spot in the at the grocery store. It's like, all right, thanks, God. Thanks for helping me out with that today. Right. So contemplation allows us to slow down and pay attention. In your everyday life, do you find time to really slow down and think about what's going on and think about your day? Not always. Um, a lot of times, I guess I would do my contemplating before I fall asleep at night. Um, on nights when I'm distracted by the TV or other things that are going on, you, you don't always contemplate daily, I would say. But definitely several times a week. So now we're going to talk about Jesus. Jesus is a limited human being and God incarnate. This is not a contradiction, and he is a model and true path to freedom. So Christian life choices is about developing a relationship with Jesus. We are invited to participate in divine life, and the resurrection, Jesus' resurrection takes place every day, and it's not just one historical event. So we kind of already talked about this, but where do you find Jesus in your life and where do you find the resurrection of Jesus in your life? I find Jesus in my life, again, through my, through my family, through my interactions with other people, um, you know, whether it's a smile or a shared joke or a hug, um, even if it's, uh, you know, a shared experience that, that's difficult. You you see that when you're not alone and you have others surrounding you that love you and will will work with you and, you know, help you on your path, you, then you see, you see Jesus everywhere. Yeah, so you have Christ of faith, which is the second person of the Trinity, the Son of God. Then you have the Jesus of history, who is the Son of Mary and born in Nazareth, and these two people do not contradict themselves. 
I kind of like to think about it as like the Trinity, kind of like a two-in-one or like a three-in-one action. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to move on to love. Love is primarily about working towards growth of the other, not infatuation, feelings, or dependence. 